Hey there, we are Rob and Joanna Teigen. Welcome back to the Growing Home Together podcast. We've been married for over 30 years and we've parented our five kids through all the ages and stages. We're excited to share our passion for caring for the soul of your family with you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining us at the Growing Home Together podcast today. Uh, Today, we're going to just do something a little different. Uh, We thought that we would just give you some updates about what our family's been walking through over the last several months and hopefully give you a word of encouragement. Something that came to mind for Rob and I recently is, you know, we've all heard this idea of decision fatigue where you just have so many choices to make. It can be kind of exhausting. But what we're feeling more in our home would probably be transition fatigue because we have had so many transitions as a family and even individuals as our family over the last probably year and a half, wouldn't you say, Rob? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot. I finished up a, a master's program and then went from that to a new job that I've probably had 16, 17 months, something like that. And then we moved, what, seven months ago, eight months ago, somewhere in there. And so we've had a lot of big life changes. I think on the, the stressometer that they, they say of the top 10 things, we've had had plenty of them that we could check off the list. Yeah, for sure. And really, when we, when we list them out with each other, they are in large part really positive. Like we were thrilled to move into our, into our house yeah, and blessing. we were thrilled, uh, this is a highlight, to kind of begin our journey of grandparenting almost 18 months ago. That has been amazing. But we have experienced things like we had a daughter move out. We had a daughter move home. We had another daughter and her little family move overseas. I mean, that was a huge goodbye. I went back to school last summer. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we had just had a daughter graduate from college. Now she's transitioning into the work world. I just feel like it's been major life event after major life event, right? Yeah. It's, so it's probably been a little bit of uh, decision fatigue and <laughs> transition fatigue, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Um, Cause with each of those uh, major changes were, were a lot of decisions and, and not just our decisions, but even helping our kids walk through big decisions and big changes too, which, you know, as a parent, you feel sometimes feel the weight of those for your kids uh, as much as they do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And we were thinking about all of you and how you're probably, you know, most of you going through your own season of transition right now, even just with the kids wrapping up their school year and transitioning into summer. I mean, that takes all of our routines and kind of throws them up in the air, right? Yeah. And with that comes so many different feelings and emotions and, and yeah, stressors. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that we realized is that every transition that we go through as a family, even when we're moving forward into something really exciting, it still involves saying goodbye to something else. Boy, we have seen that even this week with our son. He is graduating out of his elementary school. He's super thrilled about where he's going for middle school. But, oh, we had a night of just tears this week because he loves his school. He loves his community. They have wrapped him up with so much love and encouragement and fun over the last three years. And that's a real loss for him. So we have just a whole stew of emotions going on in our house right now. Yeah, I had the privilege of going his class. He goes to a, you know, a private Christian school, which has just been phenomenal. It, you know, God brought it along when we needed it. So last week I went with uh, a couple classes and Mason's class to a on a camping trip. 
And I can see why they've done such a phenomenal job of building community there. And so to say goodbye to that, I can see why his heart's aching a little bit. And then to move into the new is just, you know, exciting, but but yeah, scary too. Yeah, yeah. And then our, our youngest daughter is, you know, making all of her plans to move away and go to college in the fall. And she was standing in the kitchen this week and just so excited about you know, getting things for her dorm and figuring out her class schedule and who is her roommate going to be and all those fun things about going off to college. But then she's like, yeah, but you know, I've had some tough days over the last week or two because she's thinking about just missing home. You know, her sister is her best friend. What's that going to be like to be eight hours apart? It's a big transition. So I think one of the things we just wanted to share with you about our home and empathize with you about your home is that it's great to just leave room for all the feelings and they're going to change from day to day and sometimes hour to hour. And I think one of the best gifts that we can give each other in our families is just room for that to say, you know, I care how you feel. You don't have to feel a certain way. There's no correct way to respond to the things that are going on and to just give each other the grace of saying, I'm just here. I want to listen no one's judging you for how you're feeling right now. And we just love you. Yeah. And that, and it's, that's challenging. I mean, I know when I'm stressed and we're going through these transitions and then you're stressed, you know, we, we tend to pass that back and forth and raise each other's stress levels rather than seeing how we can help lower each other's stress levels in the midst of all of that. Right. Yeah. And I've, I have to be honest with you. One of our kids has ADHD And when he's experiencing anxiety or sadness around a transition, a lot of those ADHD behaviors really ramp up. And I struggle with that. It's hard to parent a kid who you need to get out the door in the morning, who can't follow directions, who isn't as cooperative, who's a little less agreeable to, you know, what you're putting in front of him for breakfast and he's losing stuff. And I know, I know intellectually that he's just kind of at his capacity because his emotions are running high, but it does make him a little less functional in just the things he got to do in a day. And so for me, part of that leaving room for him to be where he's at is just to have compassion for him in his stress and to maybe adjust my expectations. You know, keep telling myself he, he really is doing the best he can. And maybe the best he can do today isn't the way that it was two months ago, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we can trigger each other when we're stressed. It's easy to get triggered by another person's emotions. So to just be able to take a minute and step back from that and say, you know, even in those times where, where Mason's stressed and you're stressed to figure out how I can help both rather than trying to jump in and fix, you know, that's, I guess as a guy, they say generally that's the guy's mode is like, I need to fix this, you know, or, and so to be able to come in there and say, okay, what does Joanna, need right now when she's stressed? And what does Mason need right now when he's stressed? And a lot of times when we're running and making those decisions and in those transitions, it's hard to just slow down and think of the other person rather than your own emotions that are usually rising higher and higher too. Right. I appreciate you saying that. I know that your sensitivity to that has helped to create a culture in our house of instead of asking each other, how can we get these emotions over with as quickly as possible? to just ask a different question. And that is, like you say, what do you need? And I think you've helped me kind of practice that, just going to you with, hey, I really, 
I just need a hug. For me, if there's stress, probably I need a hug. That's a good antidote for me. (laughs) But I've noticed with the girls too, hey, I need space. You know, hey, I need an apple even. Could you go to the grocery store and maybe get some of these foods for me that help me feel better? I mean, some practical things and some emotionally supportive things. Yeah, but just creating a culture at home where anybody in the house can say, I need this. One thing that was really precious to me the other night is my daughter. She finds it very soothing if I just play with her hair. And she just came over and she had a day, you know, and she's like, mom, could you just let me sit by you while you watch TV and will you play with my hair? And it was such a simple request, but those little things when our kids can come to us and know these little needs can be met kind of consistently, it really does just soothe the whole tone of the house, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think you have to be careful because I think when we go into things, we do assume a person knows what we're thinking, you know? And so I think it is helpful when you say to me, I need a hug right now, or I need those kind of things when I ask, or just if you tell me, but also you have to be really sensitive because in certain situations you might be feeling stress and then somebody comes and and it's easy to look at it as, oh, one more thing, you know, rather than an invitation to meet somebody's need and and bring those stress levels down, you know, and to help kind of create a culture for the whole family where we're we're able to express that this is hard and how can we help each other through it. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea of invitation. Thanks. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of in practical terms, when your family is feeling like, wow, we're just having a lot of change, a lot of things are in flux, you know, we've just gone through this major transition into something new. Um, What helps us is to just look for ways that we can keep as much sameness as possible. So what are the things that used to ground your family and, and create consistency for your family before? And then to bring those into the new as much as possible. So for Rob and I, those weekly date nights, they're a really big deal. And and sometimes in times of transition, you feel a little bit overwhelmed. There's so much going on. But to intentionally still carve out that hour, even just to go grab a coffee, really helps us as a couple. Yeah. And it's easy. You know, when we were going through that move, we were we had a house we hadn't sold yet. So we were trying to get that ready to sell. We were trying to move into the new house. And there was just enough stress and decisions and all things around that. So then you have Thursday night date nights and all of a sudden that gets bumped off the calendar for this thing and that thing. And so it's easy to just, you know, you know, three weeks have gone by and we haven't done that. And so uh, to just be intentional that that's a priority and it's important. And if it doesn't happen on date night, it needs to happen sometime this week because yeah, those consistencies, those, those rhythms and routines of our family that keep us connected and, and pull us out from all of that change and transition, but allow us to feel centered are so important to make our way through it in a way where our relationship is getting stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love that about transition. It isn't even just surviving it till it's over with, but it is something that God can use to actually do some transformative work in your home. Yeah, I was I was noticing last night kind of in line with what you were saying with those rhythms. You know, I, I mentioned that our son is is grieving the end of his school year pretty hard. And he brought up how much he loves to do his bedtime devotions with Rob. And he had even picked up a book that he was hoping that I could start reading to him at bedtime over the summer. That bedtime routine is huge for him. And he finds that those moments of getting in the word with his dad or with me are really important to him. And I think it's not an accident that he brought that up 
in this week where he's kind of having a hard time because that really is something that seems to anger him and maybe even create a little feeling of security for him. So yeah, definitely, even as we're just transitioning into a new summer routine, we're going to keep that bedtime thing going, try to keep our meals on schedule, put everything on the calendar. So especially for him where he needs to kind of know what's coming, that there aren't any surprises. You know, his first question every morning is, what do we have today? And to be able to tell him this is the rhythm of what your day is going to look like is really helpful. Yeah. And I think part of that slowing down too is 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 maybe just stopping and talking as a couple or even maybe as a family to discuss what are those those things that are non-negotiable and see and and double check are there some that you know did did we used to have date nights you know every week or every other week or however your your rhythm was and now they've just kind of fallen off and we've gotten out of the habit or are there things that our kids need that we we don't know you know i mean i'm i start thinking you know our son's at an age where maybe he doesn't want, won't want that time anymore but that that bedtime routine is really important to him, you know, same with our morning routines, you know, of, of, of how we, we kind of start the rhythm of our day. I know those things really ground him. And so like just taking a break and thinking, what are those things and writing those down and saying, even in this crazy transition, we're going to make sure that we do this and this and this, because it's, it's life-giving for our family and for people in our family. Right. And I think we need to keep in mind with that, some of the spiritual practices that generally keep us built up. I know if there's a heavy travel schedule or things get turned a little wonky, sometimes one of the first things to go can be your morning devotions or even your Sunday morning worship when you're kind of feeling tapped out to get up on Sunday morning and have somewhere to be can feel like a lot. But you know how it is. You walk in the door and you're so glad you're there. So just helping each other kind of encourage each other to keep our spiritual rhythms going too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, One of those for Rob and I, I know you've heard us say this before, is our weekly prayer time. I mean, we pray together frequently, but we do aim for once a week to bank some extra time where we can just take all the stuff, right, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> all the stuff and just, and just lay it in front of God together as a couple. And uh, we have noticed during times of transition just how all the things compete for that. Yeah, I mean, that started our, you know, kind of our weekly prayer time started. We're in a part of a new church plan now, but the church we went to has this prayer garden and we still frequent that because our kids still go there and it's still, our church plant was out of this church. So it's still important church to us, but we started going and we, I remember when we started, we, we thought, you know, let's just do it for 20 minutes. Let's go to the prayer garden and pray together for 20 minutes. And then I think it was you, there's like, let's, let's keep doing this till we can do it for an hour. And I just, I know now we've been doing it for so long and it's such a rhythm that like an hour goes by like that. And I never thought we were able to pray together for an hour and, and still feel like, oh man, we could keep going. So I think, you know, as I think through that, just building those, those rhythms and those, those times are are so important and you don't have to start with an hour. I mean, we didn't start with an hour, but making sure you don't lose those in, in the chaos. Right. And you know, a lot of what Rob and I have created together are resources to help us pray and you pray. So gosh, if you need something in your hands to help you pray together as a couple, if that's still feeling a little awkward, because it can, you know, if that isn't a rhythm that you've built before, or if you're finding it's harder to put words to the burdens that you're carrying for your kids, just hop on over to our website at growinghometogether.com and we've got you. We would love to set you up with some resources to help. 
for sure. Yeah. And I think for Rob and I, something that has helped us when the transitions have just felt overwhelming or like, you know, you're sitting there like, Lord, you're moving us real fast. <laughs> like it can feel a little hard to keep up with God's plans for you, even though you know they're good and you trust him. It can be a lot. And something that has really kind of kept us just confident in him is remembering that even though it can feel like everything around you is changing, you know, he doesn't. God never leaves. He is always, always listening to every word that we pray. He never stops offering his guidance and his wisdom. We always have his spirit and his word, right? We can open his word any moment and it's going to speak. It's alive. So knowing that God isn't changing and his heart toward us isn't changing, his presence with us is never changing, is just such a comfort, don't you think, Rob? Yeah. And I think, you know, in that, we have to remember that not only does he not change, but he's in control. And so I think so often the quarreling and the moods and the emotions and and all the stress gets into it. And the reason why we, you know, so often can let the, the rhythms, both spiritual and in our relationships, go so quickly is because we feel out of control. And we, the minute we feel out of control, we're just grasping for everything. And so I think the foundation, what we've found as we're going through that time is to just keep turning our eyes to to Jesus, you know, because, and remembering he's in control of all of this and that he'll walk with us through it. And so it can be a, a special time, I guess, of of leaning in to each other and building the intimacy in our relationship or with our, our kids, but also with, with God. I love that. Thanks, Rob. So, hey, we just wanted to offer you just a little bit of encouragement today. Like Rob was saying, this transition that you and your family are in, it is not a surprise to God. God is right there with you. He wants to help you. He wants to encourage you and he wants to give you strength for whatever it is that is in front of you. And you know, the Lord wants to comfort you for whatever it is that you've left behind. He can make your family one in the spirit so that this transition you're in can actually draw you closer together as a couple and a family. We just wanted to leave you with that. And we'd also just love to pray over you as we're all kind of walking this season of transition right now. Rob, do you think you could pray? Yes, I'd love to. Father God, we just thank you for each person that has tuned into this program and may have uh, stayed with us because they also are feeling those uh, feelings of just a lot of transition, stress within that transition. And it may be their own, or it may be walking with their kids or with their spouse or with other family members or other friends that are in those transitions and trying to figure out how how do I support in this and also keep my own sanity. And so, God, I just pray for each person that's listening that your spirit of peace that surpasses all understanding would guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus right now, that they would be able to take whatever cares and concerns they have, and that they would, with thankful hearts, cast those cares upon you because they know that you care for them, that you love them, and that any transition, even though we might be afraid of what's around the corner, even if we're going into good things, new jobs, new homes, Lord, we we carry with that all our family members' emotions and also the fears of, will this job work? Or will we have to move again? Or all these different things. Uh, will this work out? Is this going to happen? And God, we can give those things to you because you know and you care. And there's a reason, Lord, that you sometimes give us just enough light 
I guess, and direction for the steps that we're taking today. Because Lord, it's with you that we can walk through these things, and you want to walk with us each day. So Lord, help us not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough cares of its own. Help us trust you in that. I pray that each person listening would be able to do that as well. And I pray, Lord God, that you would give them wisdom as they trust in you and lean on you for your understanding, that you would make their path straight. And Lord, if there are conversations that need to happen or changes in schedule that need to happen to make sure, Lord, their time with you, their time with each other happens, then I, I just pray, Lord, that you would allow this to happen and just give give direction and wisdom in that and and make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. And God, we just we just commit these people to you. We commit this time to you and just we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your goodness and your kindness and the fact that you are in control and you do care even when we feel out of control and and don't have answers. Um, we can turn to you. So thank you for that. And God, I just pray for for just blessing on uh, each person listening today as they go through their day that they would just sense your presence and your goodness, and your kindness, and your faithfulness. May it go with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, thank you again, friends, for taking these few minutes to spend with Rob and I. You know, we would love to connect with you over on our site at growinghometogether.com. And you know, there's a link in there where you are always welcome. The door is always open for you to send us a private message where we would love to just hear what's going on with you and, and pray with you for whatever is burdening your heart for your marriage or your family right now. Also, now that we are marching into summer, you might find some great free downloads over there for some activities to do with your kids to create a little bonding, find a little laughter together, make some memories together. We'd love to give those to you too. So yeah, blessings on you as you begin your summer season. We're just so thankful yes, for you. We are thankful for you. And you know, at Growing Home Together, we are caring for the soul of your family. And we're growing home together with you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Growing Home Together podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found some valuable insights to help you care for the soul of your family. Remember to check out growinghometogether.com for more resources and stay tuned for our next episode coming your way soon.